Welcome back to another episode of Me Versus Me. My name is Shayna. My name is Maker. And we're here to give you the tools to harness the power of now, to break past your limitations, and experience your extraordinary future. That's right. And uh, this episode is called Pain Medication. Let me explain. We, going through life as little kids, we just like to play. We do what we want. We do what feels right. But as we get older, we kind of adopt the conditioning that society has that pain is bad. And uh, it's given to us more than half the time by the people that love us in an effort to protect us. That's admirable and it's respectable and it's necessary to an extent. But the issue that arises is that the same walls that we build up to keep pain out, keep out pleasure. And we find ourselves kind of going through life avoiding pain instead of seeking pleasure. And we end up unfulfilled. So how do we turn the coin over from pain to pleasure? We're going to talk about it in this episode. Stay tuned. Yeah. Make us everybody So what made you think of pain medication as the title for this episode? My brain is weird. Um, I, I guess, I mean, pain medication came from, I just drew a correlation between, I was on a run, and you're probably going to get mad at me. My knee was hurting a little bit. <laughs> so... I had a choice. I hope you edit in my eye roll. I will. Whatever. (laughs) I had a choice. Do I... So my knee injuries put me out from running for... It's been like two months now, like on and off, maybe more. But on and off, and it just kept lingering. Because I'm impatient, I jump back in too quick, I get it. But... As I was on my run today, I was nowhere near home, and I had a choice. Do I walk home, call it quits, because I felt a little bit of pain? It wasn't hurting bad. I just felt it. And then I remembered pain that I felt when I had re- I ran too much, and it was really hurting. So a little bit of pain made me think of that, and it brought up the choice. And my, something in my mind was saying, stop. Don't run. Don't run. Stop. And it was almost like a voice that was like, stop, stop, stop. It was like, it was fear. And I stopped for a second and the voice stopped. And I adjusted my knee brace and I started jogging again. And the voice was just, it kept going, kept going. But I just was laughing. Like, I, if somebody walked by me this morning, it was like maybe 5, 10, 5, 15, they probably would have put me in a, a box room, but it just made me realize that like we are crippled at the first onset of pain. We stop. 
the second we feel pain and we just do anything we can to, to make the pain subside. And pain medication, if you feel a little bit, of, if you have a, like a, even like a mild headache, you pop up an ibuprofen. Like if you have a, a little knee pain, you take pain medication, if whatever, right? And it could go from something so light to something severe. There's a big spectrum, but we always take pain medication. And it's pain masking. And in those moments, like, when I, like this morning when I was running, I decided to keep continue running. It, and I realized that I was like, man, all of my greatest moments, all of my confidence building moments, all of the moments where it's always the moment after I feel pain and I decide to keep going. And this morning, like, on my run, whenever I decided to keep going after I adjusted my compression sleeve, I realized after I drew the parallel, all of the moments that build my confidence, all of the moments that make me feel unstoppable, like the moments that, like, I really show up. Like, before then, it was just somebody, like, I was on my way to showing up. Mm -hmm. And then I felt pain. And if I stop, I never got there. Maker never gets there. Maker shows up after pain shows up. Athletes are built, like champions are built, through pushing through pain. History is made by pushing through pain. On the other side of pain is greatness, but we mask it. When you said earlier, um, we put walls up because... We don't want to feel the pain, but that also stops us from feeling pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about our marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when it was so bad and when we were masking it. And I think when we bought the house, um, Courtney came and stayed with us right away. Yeah. A little I think after. within like six months. Mm-hmm. And I was happy. I was happy that it wasn't just us two. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was there, and she was kind of our buffer for a while. But then it was just to a point where it, it still wasn't any better. And we were partying and drinking too much and literally avoiding at any cost just time alone because we would just fight. Mm-hmm. And... If we didn't decide to push past that pain, we wouldn't be sitting here right now doing this. No. Which is so crazy to think about. Yeah. We could have called it quits. We, we could have, and so many people do, right? Like in those moments, like it was, we were in a dark place individually. And then as a couple, like right. our house was just a, it was just, it was not a healthy place. And... We're just going through the motions and we're putting on this front. We're masking. We put, we have this mask on Mm -hmm. and we're masking our pain and we're in the, like in season one, in the, in the trailers, right? Like leading up to this, you, you mentioned how you were posting all over social media. When we were in those dark places, you were putting on a front that we were happy. Right. And the reality is that running from pain 
lead you to doing things that make you act like, oh, I'm not in pain, like you put on that front. And the things that you do when you're putting on a front are the things that you would experience if you just go through the pain. You would actually get to experience it. Right, yeah. Oh, we're happy, we're great, we're not, you know, nothing's wrong in my marriage. Your pain and your ego was doing that. But once we went through the pain, we actually experienced that. Yeah. So you're on the outside looking in before you go go through pain. Yeah. Well, I remember even just when we were going through that, I knew myself, but I didn't really know myself. I mean, I'm, I'm, I was so young. We were 20, I was 22 when we got married, and I didn't really have a chance, which I'm, I'm excited. I'm just, I'm happy. I'm grateful to the way things played out because that's just how they were supposed to. But looking back, I hated being alone. Mm-hmm. I remember I would always either put in... Um, headphones and listen to something like a podcast or just if I was home alone I'd just binge watch a bunch of Netflix because my my thoughts would take me to a dark place and I know that's probably normal for everybody but I didn't realize what that dark place was again I'm not saying that I had any sort of trauma or anything like that but I just didn't want to think about anything I was complacent I was happy I was fine Mm -hmm. I was happy I didn't want to dig a hole. I didn't want to figure out what was wrong. Because if I had to figure out what was wrong, then I had to fix it. And to fix it, I had to go through hell yeah. to fix it. So I was like, no, we're chilling. This is fine. This is good. Yeah, I actually remember when we were like, we were just dating. You were in Indiana. I was here. And I don't, I feel like, I think it was when you got a job and you were working night shift. And you, like, I would wake up at some ridiculous hour to talk to you on the way home. It was 7 (laughs) a.m. Really? Yes. I worked from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. It was 7 a.m. Y'all see the changes that I've made? (laughs) I was running, talking to myself and smiling at 5, 10 a.m. Wow. They were giving extra money to do night shifts, so I did it. Yeah. Um, and I remember I would wake up to talk to you on your way home and one day we had a conversation and you were like I think you were in a funk and you were like you don't need to wake up to talk to me you don't have to wake up to talk to me or whatever and I think I went to sleep and later we talked after you got mad at me um and you told me how you just don't like being alone. Like, you being alone with your own thoughts leads you to a dark place. Like you mentioned, like, they take you to crazy places and it scares you. And it hurts and it's painful. And you don't know where they're coming from. And so you're just like, I just need, I just need something, somebody to talk to. I need something to listen to. I need music, a podcast, I do whatever. I just cannot be in silence with my own thoughts. I'm actually, I see a pattern. I know after I moved to Houston and I was working three days a week and you would be at work and we were living with your parents. I'd kind of hang out in our room um, and I would be alone with my thoughts and I can see how my thoughts led to just random, random things. And all of a sudden I'd come up with another idea to do something else. Anytime I was alone with my thoughts, I got myself busy. And that's where my, my thought process of I need to do the next thing, do the next thing, do the next thing, to keep so busy that I stayed out of my own head. 
but it was because my head was just feeding me a bunch of limiting beliefs or like pain. Yeah. It was just things that I was unaware of. I hadn't even, I didn't even have the slightest idea what, what rabbit hole I was going down back then. Now it's a different story. Now, especially in the last like six to eight months, I've been wanting that silence. I've been trying to figure out, okay, what have you been dealing with? I mean, just to think about like how food had control over me. I wasn't taking care of myself and where that all stems from. It all comes from being with myself and going through that. Our marriage and marriage counseling was the leading factor that caused us to go down that rabbit hole, which is so awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, it's just like, it's crazy the amount or the lengths that we're willing to go to, to avoid pain. Even if it's so, it's so personal, right? Like the medium with which we're experiencing this pain is so personal. I mean, what's more personal personal than not wanting to be by yourself or with yourself? Nothing. I can't think of anything that's like, I don't like to be by myself with my own thoughts because it's painful. That's, there's so much there. Like you're running from so much. And the pain, our risk of, or our pain aversion, we don't want to experience pain. So we just mask it. We do things to escape. And we never allow ourselves to be with ourselves, meaning we never develop awareness of who we are and then we're doing things constantly that we don't want to do well I guess I have a question like how do you like for us it was easy because we had marriage counseling to help us get out of the rut right but before that I didn't even know I didn't know that I was hiding from something I just knew I didn't like to be alone because it would put me in a funky mood but in Indiana I blamed it to the like I blamed the weather for my funky mood because it was never sunny so how do you think like how do you start breaking past that A, you have to be honest with yourself. Like, above all else, you need to... Like, you could be in a good place. There's nothing... There's there's this whole notion of, like, you have to be in a dark place to want to make a change. That's a false statement. Like, you could be in a good place, but want to experience better. And you have to get real with yourself that... The things, the things that I'm doing right now in my life, the way that I'm living my life. Do I, do I avoid pain? If I do, where does pain show up for me, and what do I do when I, when it shows up? Do I apologize when I cry? Do I lay around and eat ice cream and expect people to come running to my rescue? That makes sense. My, yeah, for people to come to my saving grace. When I'm in pain, do I rely, do I rely on outside factors to heal my pain? And by heal my pain, do I really just mask my pain? And like a simple challenge. Like substance abuse, alcohol. Food. Marijuana. Constantly hanging out with friends. Like if you're always busying yourself, there's pain. There's something there that you're not addressing. Life was not made, we're like, 
we're not human doings. Like you wrote the quote down earlier, we are human beings, not human doings. And we get caught up in the cycle of doing, 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 doing. Like you said, every time you were alone or bored, here's a business idea. Here's an idea. I want to do this. I want to cut my hair. I want to do this. Like, we're like, hey. No, I mean, you can cut your hair, but right now it's coming from a good place. Right. You just want to. It's not coming from a place of, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. Oh my God, I don't want to be bored because it's terrifying because it's me and me. Where do you find pain? In the lesser version of you. In the things that you've experienced that are haunting you. Pain is from past circumstances. So it's essentially, it's like the dwelling model with the MVM life model? 100%. It's the dwelling, the dwelling phase of the MVM life model. Like, it is all coming from the past, right? Like, you, there is zero reason you should be in pain sitting on your couch with a tub of ice cream on your chest surrounded by your loved ones in comfortable clothes. In that moment, there's zero reason to feel pain. You're dwelling. Your past is haunting you. Even if, even if it was something that happened this morning, it's in the past, by definition. Wow. Right? So, like, there's a whole saying, like, if somebody stole 10 cents from you, would you give them the whole dollar? Or would you throw away the whole dollar? No. So somebody steals 10 seconds or a minute or an hour of your time. You give your whole day up for that. And what we need to start doing, like one thing to help me, one thing to help you, like the same thing, is stillness. I did a silent challenge not too long ago. And the reason I did a silent challenge is because I went to take a shower and the speaker wasn't in the bathroom. So I didn't have nothing to listen to. And I was just showering and I was like, golly, million and one thoughts racing. And I was like, I know I got ADHD, but geez, this is crazy. There's so many thoughts I can't even grab one. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just be here. And I was just standing there in the shower. And sure enough, eventually the frequency slows down. Less thoughts, less thoughts, less thoughts. And then... I got out of myself and I started watching the thoughts. And that was like one of the most like out of one of the most recent out of body experiences I've had. Before then it was only when I was performing. But I was just standing there in the shower this time and I was just observing myself and my thoughts. And in those moments you get to see how your past is inflicting pain on you. The person you used to be is inflicting pain on per- the person you are which is creating the person you want to be with an asterisk. And that asterisk is pain. You never get to be who you want to be. So you're essentially harnessing the power of now mm-hmm. to... Break past your break limitations. Past your limitations. Pain is a limitation. To live an extraordinary future. This is a fundamental thing that people... Like, if people understood this, they would view pain so much differently. Pain is inevitable. Pain is good. Pain is necessary. Suffering is optional. When you're dwelling, if you are not currently in pain, if you're sitting on the couch with a tub of ice cream surrounded by your loved ones, you're not in pain. You're in suffering. And suffering is self-inflicted. 
If you put your hand over a fire and you get burnt and you pull your hand back, that was pain. You don't walk around life like, in, like dwelling on when you fell off of your bike as an eight-year-old. You don't do that. That, that would be irrational. But you walk around life dwelling on a breakup from your teenage years, dwelling on something you didn't get closure on 10 chapters ago in your life. You're not in pain. You're suffering, which is self-inflicted. And we use coping mechanisms essentially by overeating and drinking too much and doing all these other things like hanging out with all these people that you don't really even want to hang out with just to avoid it. Yeah. Any, anything to, anything to, you pop a pain pill. Pain medication is not just in a Tylenol bottle or Advil or ibuprofen. It's not. Anything that masks your pain. These things are physical. And the way that we handle our physical pain is just a like a piece of the pie of how we handle emotional pain. We don't tolerate physical pain, but we're stubborn. Mm -hmm. So we may not go to the doctor. We may let physical pain linger. It's not that bad. Much like your cough? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's not that bad or whatever. It'll it'll, it'll go. It'll pass. Now, I'm coughing. I can't neglect it. I can't build a wall to keep this cough out. I wish I could, but I cannot. But inside we can, and we do, and we're very good at turning a blind eye to pain. And the issue we run into is that causes us the biggest, the single biggest pain, and that's regret. Because the same wall that keeps our pain keeps our pleasure. Greatness is not something that's Innate is not in your genetics. Greatness is achieved. Greatness is what are you willing to do to be great? Oh, you got a scrape on your knee? You're going to quit? Boo-hoo. No greatness for you. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. And like for you, you have pushed past pain in the sense of it's emotional pain that you've consistently pushed past and you have met it with a punch every time and every time you've gotten on the other side of this you you your world's bigger well you yeah no i don't like to be, i are. hate being miserable but but this is this is what people don't get pain does not come in the form of sitting around crying That's only one facet of it. Pain can come in the form of limiting beliefs, in the form of negative thought patterns, in the form of self-doubt, lack of self-confidence. If somebody has doubted you, and you let it consume you, you now all of a sudden go back into the past. You now relive every moment in the past that you've been doubted, and you relive that pain. So you start suffering. Instead of that, what you shifted is you started punching it. Well, essentially it's, again, like our episode, um, I can't remember, I think it was seven or eight, but where focus goes, energy flows. If you're focusing on the pain 
and you're focusing on, like, that's what you're going to get. I believe, especially being a nurse and in grad school, that pain also manifests in forms of illness. I used to have migraine headaches. I used to have body aches. I used to have knots, like huge knots in my neck just from all the stress and anxiety that I was carrying for what? It was all limiting beliefs. It was all unnecessary. It was all the story that I was telling myself, which was complete and utter bullshit. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's it. Like, to that point, you literally, you would have a physical limitation after physical limitation after physical limit. Like, I was like, this girl's a sickling. What's going on? Like, migraine after body injury, like. And it was all because, literally, you would, like, work out, lift weights, and you would say, I don't like lifting weights, I don't like being sore, and it would amplify your soreness. I was really sore. Whatever. It hurt. You thought your leg was broken. It was sore. That's the problem. It was sore. You thought your leg was broken. And I... You remember we were joking about this the other day. This literally, like, this cough. A, I started feeling what you were feeling, like, full-blown sick. One day. And before going to bed that night, like, that will, that one day I felt that I was deep breathing the whole day. I was like, no, I'm not getting sick. And I wasn't saying I'm going to avoid getting sick. I was telling myself, I can't get sick. My body doesn't support it. So I'm just going to breathe. I'm going to allow my body to do its work. And I'll be fine. Next day I went for a run. Woke up feeling like a million bucks. I beat it. This cough is the only thing I got. Which sucks. But it's the only thing I got. I'll take it. But this. I don't remember the last time I got sick. It literally probably was two years ago. And. How long have I been away from corporate America? Two years. You were sick every Sunday. <laughs> People are going to think this is a joke. We're it's lying. It's not. Every single Sunday, my allergies would... Ask, my his, allergies, ask his mama. Straight up, I, was, I would get sick. Mom, comment below and let us know that it's the truth. Every Sunday, he was sick. Every single Sunday, I would be sick. Monday morning, I'd wake up miserable. I'd be miserable all Monday. Tuesday morning, I'd wake up feeling a little better. And it wasn't, wasn't until like Tuesday afternoon... That I realized that, okay, I got to go. And I stopped fighting it. That the allergies, the sneezing, coughing, runny nose, watery, full-blown allergies. Not an allergy season. Year-round. You don't even have allergies. You haven't gotten any sort of allergy symptoms since you... Zero. Since you quit. And I'm outside more. Yeah. And the pollen count's been crazy. Yeah. And I'm outside all the time. I'm running. I'm deep breathing outside. And the pollen's not messing. Like, nothing is messing with me. And it's because you don't support the pain anymore. When you stop focusing on the pain, like you just mentioned, or you fight through the pain, you achieve things that people label as superhuman. And it doesn't make sense. But it makes perfect sense to you. Like, greatness is not gifted for fun on Christmas. 
It's earned. How do you earn it? You push through pain. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Me Versus Me. We hope that you stop using pain medication, whatever form it may be, because you're capable of also either going through the pain or not focusing on the pain and getting through it. Regardless, you're capable, you're amazing, and you can do it too. We're not superhumans. All the people out there, nobody's a superhuman. Um, please subscribe. Comment below. Let us know what you think. Join our community. Let's have deep, meaningful conversations. If there's questions that you have, we would love to chat with you and just talk about it. Yeah, and uh, I'm not going to talk too much on this, but she just said nobody's a superhuman, which is true. But everybody's a superhuman, which is also true. Stay tuned. Let us know your thoughts. And until next time. Watch your mouth when I come around. I'ma shut it down. Got that sound that's gon' run the town. In and out the town. Ain't no way around it. Flows astounding. And I got that bounce. Pound for pound. Hardest out.